Stonecutters Podcast. Aaron Hankins. Will Catlett. In the building. In the building. Special episode. Uh, me and Will were, were uh, going back and forth about the Last, Chan- Last Dance uh, documentary about the 98 Bulls. And uh, mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about it, discuss, discuss it on the podcast. So here we are. Man, so I'm caught up. So I've seen episodes one through four. Okay. And the crazy thing, Aaron, is I remember as a young man, a younger man than I am now, and this was the highlight of father and, and no, not sorry, not father, but mother and son bonding. Because my dad worked the night shift, so he didn't get home till about 12 in the morning. But we would be staying up, one, waiting on him to come home, and me and my mom would be watching MJ just do his thing day in and day out, and night in and night out. So it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's just, I don't know, what do you call it when you reminiscent? So what nostalgia? Yeah. What what from uh, what from episode one? What's what's one thing? Because remember, I mean, some people may may not have seen it. What's one thing that that you took away from watching episode one? Well, it's the the likability that Michael Jordan had and his just inner drive and inner will to be the best. You know, uh, when he came on to the Bulls, it's like okay, I gotta earn my respect. I gotta earn my stripes. And it identifies with me because I feel like that in the game that I'm in. You know, I want to be the best. I am going to be the best. I got to earn my stripes, you know. So every time I get to go up against the Pistons, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. And that might be guys who've been in the game longer than me. I'm hungry, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, I can identify with that. It's just, you know, when it comes to Michael Jordan, he just had a, a swagger and the way that he spoke and – just everything. He just had, he had, he was the full package. So the biggest takeaway for me from episode two, uh, and episode mm-hmm. two was about Scottie Pippen. So I, it feels like each episode is going to be building each one of the character, the main characters in the Bulls 1998 championship run. And right. the second episode was really about Scottie Pippen. And you brought up something about the the will and the and the determination to want to be the best and it was interesting when mm-hmm. Scotty joined the Bulls he as a rookie he already wanted to be better than Michael Jordan and he had that mm-hmm. same drive and that will to want to be the best and he had you know the greatest player in the world already on his team and that that made him that much better oh yeah oh yeah Scotty was a dog you know and but Scotty was the type of person who had a timid personality. And so with him and Jordan together and them facing the Pistons, he got he had to get mentally strong and tough. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see somebody who had that raw essence, you know, and that dog that's in there is just buried down deep. Yeah. Where, oh, you know, you got guys that I'm going to let the finesse the shot. I'm going to finesse the shot. You know, I'm a former basketball player. We played a lot of basketball in, in uh, California. And sometimes it takes another dog to wake up that real dog. <laughs> you know, it's so it's just, man, uh, I'm enjoying it, man. It's, it's giving me life. You know, I take inspiration from a lot of different things. And this is like, uh, I feel like the last dance, uh, when I finish it, it's almost like a key that I'm getting from them 
this whole thing to unlock the next door in my life. That's how I feel about it. Okay. And the third episode is about Dennis Rodman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so so I just finished the third episode and I'm yeah. maybe like 15 minutes into the fourth episode. So for the mm-hmm. Dennis, the, the really interesting thing about the Dennis Rodman episode is that last week I had watched the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary on Dennis Rodman, which was about an hour and 40 minutes long where it goes really in depth Mm-hmm. About, about his story so watching this episode it was they pulled out certain nuggets from the 30 for 30 but then they added in the jordan aspect and the the sense that i always got you know after the bulls after the championships and after everything sort of dissolved and you would say you would talk to dennis rodman and dennis rodman would be like oh well, i never talked to, to mj and you talk to mj and mj would be like well i never talked to rodman and episode three really showed that there there was there was talking and there was cohesion and there was like when scotty pippen was out injured they needed dennis rodman to to step up and to be like you know be a stronger part of the team mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i think too you know as the three characters that you mentioned michael jordan scotty pippen Dennis Rodman, what our listeners can take from it, you know, that may not even watch The Last Dance at all, is that, you know, Dennis was unique. And to never lose your individuality of your uniqueness. He didn't conform to what the world wanted him to conform to. That's what made Dennis so great. And whoever embraced that, he was able to shine. Mm -hmm. And MJ was just great. And all his fights with his brother and not being picked last and getting cut from the basketball team, which I can identify because I've been through that, built the inner drive in him to say, I'm going to prove you people wrong and I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to give uh, uh, Pippen to you. I think Pippen is the inner drive that, that from Pippen really comes from the having – I think it was two two family members that were in wheelchairs mm-hmm. and having to support his entire family and always sort of fighting for 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 people that that don't necessarily have a voice or people that you know he he's out there playing ball because his father and his brother are in wheelchairs and he has to take care of them and he's also just living the legacy of the Pippin name he's living he's living their legacy even though that they'll never be able to play basketball Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And I think, too, when we talked about Pippen waking up that dog in him, that's something that when you see him get knocked down by the Pistons, and he just sitting there, and I, and I can imagine in that moment that he's thinking about all that he's been through to get to this point on the basketball court, inside those lines and outside of those lines. And so these are things that you can take away when life knocks you down, when you are facing different obstacles in your life to keep pushing through. Remember last time we talked about, I think, hitting that wall or we were talking about something Mm -hmm. of that nature. Yeah. You got to keep pushing through. And 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 I'll just add this before I throw it over to you. It's a perfect... uh, It's almost like poetry. It's like a perfect thing of how they unfold in this last dance story, which makes me think about life is truly about time and and season. Because no matter how great Jordan was, 
there was a time destined for him to win and a season destined for him to blossom the way he needed to blossom. Yeah, uh, the episode three, when they beat the Cavaliers, he, even Jordan called out, he said, what was it, uh, Ron Harper? Mm-hmm. Was the, he, the, he was like, Ron Harper was supposed to be guarding me because he knew, he knew how to guard me. And then they were like, no, nah, we're going to put Greg, Craig Elo on him. And at that point, Ron Harper's like, okay, I'm done with y'all. And where does he end up? On the Bulls. On the Bulls. On and, the Bulls. But, and then you also see with like Dennis Rodman how he flourished on the Pistons and he was super successful there. And then he played with David Robinson in San Antonio and it didn't work out for him. And mm-hmm. he, had to, he had to go through that, that part of the journey before he could, you know, find the kindred spirit in Phil Jackson and, mm. and gel with that team. Um, well, one thing that was really interesting from Jordan and it, what I want people to maybe take away from this, and Jordan was the best, and he was the best before Pippen got there. He was the best before Phil got there. He was the best before Rodman got there. But what, what Mike did that was really interesting was is that he found what motivated him. Mm-hmm. And whether it was being ultra competitive, whether it was something that somebody wrote in the paper, whether it was, you know, a comment. And then, you know, the next year later, he's the Nick Anderson was like, you know, yeah. when, when 45 was, but when it's 23, it's a different story. So then he changed his jersey because he needed that motivation. You know, Doug Collins' first game, he's like, don't worry about this. I'm going to make sure that you win your first game. He needed that motivation to, to sort of step up even when he was at the, the top of his game. So mm-hmm. for people that are just, just trying to figure things out, and it's, it's, a, it's a really interesting point of self-awareness is like trying to find out what motivates you and what gets you out of bed in the morning and what, what, gives you, what puts that, that fight in the dog. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'll throw no, it that, over to you. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that's good stuff. That's, it made me think about how you always say on the Stonecutters podcast, Michael was using those disappointments or whatever the reporters were, were writing about him, saying that he, he can't win a championship. He can get all the accolades, but he won't win a championship. They became new goals for him to set. So it's easier to get that inspiration and what you need to, to build that fight in you when you got a goal that you're looking towards. So it's nothing like you playing the Pistons and the reporters right there saying you're going to be out or swept. And you say, I took care of you. I took care of you. And I took care of you. He's checking off the goal list. So I just thought that was a, a amazing. And just to you know, throw it back to our listeners, just make sure that you write in down your goals and seeing what goals you're trying to hit. And everything you can use as motivation and inspiration to get to the next level. Okay. Man. Uh, did you take it? Were there any other key takeaways that you had from episodes one, two, three, or four? Yeah, it's waking that dog up in me. That you know, that type of dog ain't, ain't been. It's not been alive in me in a, in a long time, because I'm in a competitive sport, but it's not as competitive when you bumping in physical contact all the time. So when I'm looking at this documentary, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get back on set. Oh, they gonna see a whole nother beast. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a whole nother beast. So I'm about to MJ the game. That's what I'm getting ready to do. Okay. So speaking of which, what, what about your habits or your activities has changed since you started watching Last Dance? Has it, has it changed any behaviors in you or the, the way that you approach your dates? Say that last part again. Has it changed your approach to how you attack the day? Since you've, since you've seen episodes one and two, you saw yeah. a week ago, and now you saw three and four. What do you think about changing? Anything? It's just the mindset. The, the unwillingness to allow yourself to fail. It's just that mindset. Those guys was playing with a different mindset. And you got to have that mindset in life. I'm going to win by any means necessary. And it doesn't have to have like a, a negative feel to it, but that's your motivation. For me, I'm a movie star. And I'm going to get there. Have I can get there. And whoever I got to go through, I'm going to go through them. And I know I got to hit the gym even more. That gave me motivation when MJ had to hit the gym. It's like, you can't keep taking them hits. You're too skinny. So in my field, you know, you got to have a certain body type. So that just motivated me even when I was working out today in the park with my boy Van. It's like we lifting them 40 pounds and he got some jail weights too. Like, <laughs> so the 40 pounds really feel like 60 pounds. So when we lifting them joints, I'm just thinking about, man, I got to get there. I got to get past the pistons. You know, I got to get past so it's it's uh it's his motivation man and it's a, it's michael jordan and scotty and all them and phil everybody when you watch a documentary or a movie or a story it depends on where you are in your life is what story you're going to get so at the time and season that i'm in in my life that's when i'm pulling that i'm like okay it's a process life is a process so where are you at on the process like right now it's time to get big it's time to get ready. So you, when it's time for the championship, you can't get just you, you won't just be easily knocked over. Will you you bring up a good point and it's it's one of these things about becoming multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And you're you're stretching yourself, you're stretching yourself mentally as well as physically. Mm -hmm. And if you ask me, I think that whatever body type you are, the, the, there will always be roles to fit the body type that you are. Whether you, mm -hmm. whether you stay the size that you are, whether you get big, whether you get yoked, whether you get skinny again, mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. however, however you transform. But the act of actually doing it and going to the gym and callousing your mind and lifting heavy weights and mm -hmm. not only lifting the heavy weights physically, but lifting them mentally and telling yourself that you're able to do this. And I, you know, like I was able to gain five pounds of muscle. I was able to gain 10 pounds or I was able to lose weight, whatever it is, right. You're just building another aspect of yourself. You just, you know, whether it's another tool in the Swiss army knife mm -hmm. or whether it's helping you get better and, and get healthier. It's just, it's all great. Cause it's, it comes from a growth mindset. You're growing. Right, exactly. But what's great about it, you know, in our respective fields, it's so mental. And as an actor, you're, you're working a lot of long hours. So if you don't have that mental toughness and that physical toughness from eating right to working out, you're not going to last when you're doing 16 hours a day for seven days straight. You're going to burn out. I've been there and I've burnt out before. 
and you can't remember any lines, you can't remember anything because you have hit a burnout, you have hit the wall. But the great thing about when you hit that wall, you know what it feels like, and now you can prepare to get through the wall. So when I'm watching it, that's the type of energy that it's giving me. You got to be prepared for where you're going. And the key is to know where you're at in the process. Mm-hmm. Stonecutters Podcast, you can find us on Stitcher. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Google. YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on stonecutterspodcast.com. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email them over to us at stonecutterspodcast at gmail.com. All right. Discussion around the last dance. So mm-hmm. let's look ahead. Okay. What, what, I don't know uh, what episodes five, six, seven, eight, nine, but mm-hmm. do you feel like there's any other characters or any other individuals within the team that, that are going to get highlighted? Anybody that you're thinking about? Yeah, I think they're going to talk more about management, talk more about uh, Phil Jackson and, you know, uh, Tony. We haven't even got the Tony Kukoc. Um, who hit big shots for them to win that championship. But I think more so than, you know, being wrapped up in the nostalgia of what the Bulls accomplished is taking the lessons from it. I love how Phil called it the last dance. And he gave them a place to go. And that was motivation in itself and inspiration in itself to call it the last dance. So now I'm looking at it and plugging out what I need for my life. So it's not just something that I watched and was like, oh man, that was dope. You know, I want to take what those guys uh, left behind so that I can use it in my own life. That's my goal. Well, yeah, because the, at this point, it's an interesting story because they've won three championships in a row. They, mm-hmm. took, they took a break for two years and then they're on the verge of winning the third championship. So basically three in a row and then another three in a row. So you've got some people on that team that have won the championship five times. Phil Jackson, um, as a coach and as a player, he had already won six, mm-hmm. six championships. So mm-hmm. finding the motivation after you've already won a championship and then to go back and do it again and again and again and to continually find new ways to motivate yourself is really interesting. The last chance, uh, the, I'm sorry, the last dance, the words, the simplicity of it, mm-hmm. it's all about how thoughtful and how intentional they wanted to be about where they were going. They knew that it was the last dance. Like they were going to go to the, to the finals. They were going to, they were going to get there. They were going to have the trophy. They were going to celebrate. They were going to dance on the stage together one last time. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a, it was a rallying cry. And Will, what's your, your, your motto? You just said it earlier. Well, I don't know what I say. <laughs> what I say? You a movie star? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I was thinking about when you were talking. Say, say, um, say, say it again. I'm a movie star. That's a but, that's mm-hmm. a motivating statement mm-hmm. because not only have you already done it, but to you, movie and star mean something wholly in its own, and mm-hmm. and whatever that is is what's motivating you to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. It's something interesting that I, I really want our listeners to uh, to gather from 
just this conversation if you never watched The Last Dance. You have to be around people who have went ahead of you that have the, what do you call it, Aaron? Um, they already accomplished what you're trying to accomplish. So there's no championship for Michael Jordan if Phil does not become the head coach because Phil already has the grace to be a champion. He's already done it as a player and he had already done it as a coach. So about time he came to the Bulls, Michael Jordan was able to lock in to what he's already, where he's already been. Yeah. So that's important when you are trying to move to the next level in life. You got to get with somebody that has already been there. So I can't wait to maybe get around a Denzel who's already reached and already touched an Oscar, which is considered a championship because there's something on him that needs to be transferred to me. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with MJ. Phil gave MJ a transfer of that grace so that he can enter into that championship status, which is ironic too when you think about LeBron James. Because their stories kind of parallel. Because what were they saying about LeBron? Uh, he's great, but he can't win a championship. Same thing they were saying about Jordan. So I just, you know, on our road to LeBron, you know, yes. I was just, I thought about that when he was, when, when Mike was saying, wow, you know, uh, it felt so good to win that first championship because they told me that I couldn't do it. Now, what's interesting about LeBron James with, with his legacy, because, you know, we, we're in the, the stages of his legacy, is that every team that he's went to so far has won a championship from Cleveland to Miami, back. now back to Cleveland. That's when he won and when he went back to Cleveland. Yeah. And now oh, he's a Laker. Yeah. So he has an opportunity to get his jersey retired <laughs> in three different places and wow. to be a champion in three different places. Who knows? He, I mean, he may stay with the Lakers forever, but he may pull an MJ and go to the Wizards. I don't know. You know, that's my home team. I doubt it, but if he do, that's cool. And the, I'm, the, like, the, I'm sorry, the great thing yeah. about LeBron is that after he's won a title, everywhere that he goes, he's providing that pedigree. to He's, he's providing that championship caliber to the people that are around him. He's serving, you know, all these people that are playing on Lakers right now. You know, some of them may have never been around championship pedigree. Or exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's the word I was looking for, pedigree. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Keep on, brother. No, that was um, that w- that was pretty much it. I was uh, thinking about that. Yeah, you know, he got that championship pedigree. So when you are aligning yourself with different people, you want to look for people who have that pedigree, so that you can touch where you haven't touched before. That's very, very important because you can think positive all day long. You can be motivated. You can have inspiration. You can write everything down. Yeah. Some things people have to let you in. It's a private club, just like when Tiger Woods get that, that, that green jacket. It's a private club to be in. That's that pedigree. So whoever's learning on the Tiger is going to have the opportunity to tap into that. Um, something that I took away from what you just said, um, for our listeners, it doesn't necessarily, because I know that there's going to be some people that are going to be like, hey, Will, what I'm doing right now, it's never been done before. 
And, mm-hmm. and I run into that a lot with the things that I encounter in, uh, outside of work. You know, I'm trying, right. to, I'm trying to figure things out. And mm-hmm. if you can't find the, the, the singular person that's doing exactly what you're doing, go to the person that inspires you the most and ask them or find someone who is doing something similar to it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's around painting or around being an architect or something like that. And let's just say that you're trying to come up with some, some, some unique thing that's, that's never been put out to, into, the, into the world before. Mm-hmm. Finding just somebody that has a, a, sp- a particular skill set and not only a particular skill set, but there's something about it that you really admire or they've been deemed to be very good at it because they're mm-hmm. going to gonna be able to pass something on to you that pedigree, they're going to be able to pass that to you. Right. That's deep. You will get that question. And I would say there's nothing new under the sun. And what I mean by that, just because you don't have a person to look to in this physical realm, doesn't mean that there's not other realms where people get information from. And I'll leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) Because Einstein was getting information from a different realm with his notebook tied to his hand as he would dream at night mm. to come up with different things. So someone's giving you something from somewhere. Um, yeah. And something that I ran into when I was on the journey to Nike, and that was trying to find somebody that did something that I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. what ended up happening was, is that I would reach out to certain people and they wouldn't have any, they wouldn't be, connected with me at all but guess what i was able to grab something from them and i was able to impart information on them and they were they were able to get some from me some some examples roger federer and michael jordan don't play the same sport but they have this connection with each other and they've Mm -hmm. been able to give each other information back and forth the same thing with tiger woods and michael jordan Mm-hmm. So, so the greats, regardless of, of what realm that they work in, just reaching out to certain people and learning things. So back to my story about getting to Nike, you have to have the courage to, to reach out to people. And mm-hmm. that's half the battle. Right. Half the battle is just, is just sending Will an email and saying, hey, Will, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this. Or, hey, Aaron, I'm thinking about doing this. Right. And once you've done that enough times, then you can send it and you can reach out to anybody. You can reach out to the, to the genius that you see on YouTube or the person that's on the news, it, it mm-hmm. becomes like easy. Right, right. That's true. That's true. What the greats are sharing, you know, they sharing things that only the greats can talk about. Because all the sports are the same. They're different, but they're the same. Especially like basketball and tennis, because it's such a mental game. Just as football. I mean, all the sports are really, it's very, very mental. All the greats will tell you that it's always more physically mental than it's actually physical. So you may be exchanging the thought process when you down, like in tennis, you could be down 5-2 and you on the last set. How do you respond? How do you follow the, and go with the momentum? And just like in basketball, you have uh, swings in a game, you know, momentum changes. In tennis, you have momentum changes. So what do you do to be a person that would dictate the momentum? It's even the same thing as an artist. Everybody has a different momentum. How can you create momentum? How, now, your momentum may last 10 years, one year, 
15 seconds, 15 minutes of fame could have been that momentum. So you get to a place where you know how to drive it and dictate it and to create it. Stonecutters podcast, The Last Dance. I think we're going to leave you with that. Will, it's been a pleasure. Until next time.